You're listening to Comedy Central. Rada Blank, welcome to yeah. the Daily Social Distancing Show. Thank you for having me. I'm such a fan. Everyone is a fan of yours. I should be the one who's thanking you because I'm going to read a list of just some of your latest achievements and all the accolades that your film is garnering. You have the New York Critics Best First Film Award, the Sundance Directing Award, the LA Critics Next Generation Award, the Black Critics Rising Star Award. Everyone has been showering you and your film with so many awards. I feel bad that I don't have an award. I should just give you one here. Yeah. I'm giving you the World <laughs> Cup. Congratulations, Rada. You have won the Daily Show World Cup Award. Oh, my I, like, it has been quite a ride for you. Are, are you just surfing on this wave of success? I'm, I'm doing my best, Trevor. I mean, it's weird because it's all happening in a square, in a virtual world. And so many times I'm not even present to receive an award. Um, but, you know, I go on Twitter and that makes things all the more real, just in terms of people <laughs> in their celebrations of the project. But um, it's, it's, it's been interesting to celebrate anything when so much crazy is going on in the world. Right. But I, I try to find that. a way. I try to find a way. Well, for those who don't know, your film, The 40-Year-Old Version, is truly, in my opinion, a cinematic masterpiece. And oh. it's a story loosely based on your life and your journey as a black woman who's a playwright struggling to make her name in an industry that keeps blocking her out. And it, it's heartfelt, it's funny, it's beautifully shot. For you, you know, as, as the person who wrote, directed, and starred in this film, I mean, I'm sure a lot of it was personal to you. Uh, you, why, why did you want to, you know, I think, be at the helm of all of those aspects? Well, it wasn't something I was planning to do. I just felt like in order to tell a story in this way, I had to take control, very much like my protagonist. Um, things weren't going uh, swimmingly well for me in my career. Um, I, unlike her, I have not choked a theater producer, but I have felt the urge to choke many of the gatekeepers. And um, I had gotten fired off of a film job, one of my first screenwriting jobs. And I just, I felt like I needed to take my voice back. And so in order to not get fired, I decided I would play every role so that I couldn't, you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. What's interesting is this is a tale about somebody doing their best to try and achieve their dreams, even beyond their so-called sell-by dates, you know? Mm -hmm. And then in telling that story, you have achieved that success. Do you, do you sometimes think about how surreal it is that the film has ended up in many ways fulfilling the central narrative of the story? Yeah, I mean, every single day, I, there are moments that happen that feel like I'm actually in the film on my character's journey, um, because very much like my character, I've had a lot of the same obstacles in my way, whether people thought I wasn't, you know, cover girl or lead material, or I didn't have a look, or, you know, you hit 40 and you should be put out to pasture. I really do hope that the messaging of the film, especially for black women, is that you don't age out of your passion. And if you have the notion to tell a story, uh -huh. do it, you know, take control, you know, follow the lead of many of our DIY filmmakers like Spike Lee, you know, and, and find a crew and shoot that shit. Shoot Can that I say shit. Shit on the... I like that. You should put that on a shirt. Shoot that shit. Shoot that shit. I think that's a fantastic slogan to go with. Um, <laughs> I would love to know what it's been like for you 
as 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 a creator you know you you always wanted to break into broadway you always wanted to write you are a playwright you wanted to yeah. break into this yeah. world but it has felt like for many not just yourself that there are gatekeepers who determine what stories should and shouldn't be told and how they should and shouldn't be told and you've always bucked that trend almost at your at, at your detriment in well, working through that in telling that story yeah well you know um i feel like while a lot of the people in those positions are well-meaning, they tend to cater to the audience. There's always this kind of dance in terms of what's being programmed. And then when the Black plays uh, show up, it seems to be a Black story that caters to their um, their membership's idea of what an authentic Black story is. I mean, hence the song Poverty Porn. Where, you know, I'm kind of raising a lens on the industry's celebration of Black pain. Yes, there are always going to be gatekeepers. And I do think we should call people out when there are racist practices or things that are keeping marginalized people from getting on these stages. But I say don't wait on those people, you know, to affirm you. You know, um, a good friend of mine, her name is Denai Guerrero. You may know her as Michonne. She once (laughs) said to me... Yeah, the zombie slaying girl. Um, She once said to me after I had been rejected by yet another theater, she said, stop trying to make these people love you, Rada. Go where the love is. And so I think that for storytellers, yes, it's great if we can get Marvel stories or get the bigger studios to get behind our storytelling. But what do we do if they don't? You know, we have to figure out ways to. And and I think that's great because we need independent filmmaking. We need that to be a part of the landscape of storytelling. Everyone can't do a Marvel film, you know? When you look at your journey, you spent a lot of time knocking on the doors of Broadway. And yet it seems like the film industry has, has, has welcomed you with open arms in celebrating your project. Do you see yourself now going fully into the world of film or do you see yourself coming back to Broadway in some way, shape or form? Um, you know, some of them theater producers, um, they calling me now, you know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> you would think I was on some slim fast diet and I lost a little weight and now they all up in my DMs. But, you know, I, I, I hope there's an opportunity to tell a story there. I think my voice tends to be lean more towards social justice issues in theater. Mm-hmm. And I do want to tell those stories, but I did this to break into the filmmaking business. I know people think because I'm in my own film that maybe this was my audition for other roles. Actually, no, this is just me being strategic. I knew I couldn't play 39 forever. You know what I mean? Um, even though I moisturize. Um, but I I want to make film. I want to make film. I want to compete um, with major filmmakers of our time. When, when someone is watching this movie, they might ask themselves, okay, who is Rada Blank? Is she an actress? Is she a filmmaker? I found myself going, is she an undercover MC? Because it seems like a joke in the film, but I mean, you know, Radimus Prime has got some rhymes. Trevor, I got bars. I mean, um, you know, the, the 40-year-old version is an origin tale. Um, and I have always been an MC. And, um, you know, I remember telling somebody I wanted to do a movie about a woman who decided to become an MC at 40 and their first inclination was to laugh. And I kind of got offended by that because it's like, why is that so funny? You know what I'm saying? Like, 
why is it that Busta Rhymes, Ghostface, and, and all these other MCs can rhyme in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, some of them, um, and, and why couldn't I get some of that? So I am an MC, and I will always be one. Um, and I got some stuff coming up. I got some stuff coming up for the naysayers who think that it is just a joke. Um, but yeah, I feel like the culture... I'm the same age as the culture, and why can't right, right. you know? I still have something to say. I I get that at some point it was youth culture, but hip hop has evolved evolved to include people from different parts of the world, different you know uh, uh, kinds of uh, lifestyles, mm -hmm. and so you know I'm here to rep for the over forty MC because we we do exist. Yeah, album title: Shoot that shit. Shoot that shit. That's what it you know needs what I'm to saying? be. And you gotta whole come merch line. You gotta come and drop sixteen. I'm, my, I'm coming through. You know, Are you kidding me? Call my um my growing afro. You know what Are I'm saying? Man, the flow from the fro. The flow from you the don't even fro. understand right now, Retta. What the <laughs> flow from the fro? Keeps come on, it warm in the dome. What? What? Oh man, you got you got me. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go write rhymes right now. You get back Please. to your press tour. You get back to winning those awards. Thank you so oh, much for joining me on the show, Retta. Thanks for having me, Trevor. This was awesome. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.